Hello, everybody, and welcome back to thedestalprods.com video games podcast. As always, I'm dead, and I'm wearing a shirt for the first time in like fucking three weeks. Hooray. The temperature finally fucking broke, and it is now sitting at a more reasonable around 15 degrees Celsius. But dead, I thought you were a skeleton. Yes. Skeletons feel the heat, too. Oh. You ever put a bone in a fire? That shit fucking cracks in half. No, I've never thrown a bone in a fire. I didn't have any bones handy. Well, that's your own problem. Come on, aren't you from Jersey? I thought Jersey was just, like littered with bones. Uh, not not in suburbia. We just get the factory smoke from the factory town next door. Well, you need to go into like fucking real Jersey and start fishing through fucking sewers. Yeah, go through the sewers for the uh, for the alligator bones in the sewers. Well, not the alligator bones, the people bones from the for the people the alligator eat. Ah, uh, yes. From all the mob, uh, all the mob victims that have been disposed of. Yeah, out in Jersey, it's not you don't make them sleep with the fishes; you make them sleep with the alligators. That's right. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, no came in this week again because apparently he has better things to do than sit alone and sit alone in a room for two hours talking to us about video games and alligators in the sewers. Yeah, you know the real shit. Well, well, he has alligators. He's he's in Louisiana. That's like he look out his window and see an alligator. So that'll yeah, but they're him. not in the sewers though. Like like you said, no, they're in his backyard. No, no, yeah, they're they're in they're in the marshes in his backyard. So like alligators in the sewers. Psh. Yeah, puh fucking shaw, dude. Talk about the alligators on my fucking barbecue. That is the weirdest thing. Just the visual of just seeing people like having like baby gators on kebabs, just like spit roasting them over a fire. Actually joked about that with him. He said they were quite delicious. Yeah, I know, but that's the it's the weirdest thing of. I'm always weirded out by food where you can very clearly tell what it used to be. So you've never been to a pig roast then? No, I have. I didn't like it. Oh, okay. Like same thing with lobster. Like lobster, I already find freaky because they just look like fucking bugs, but bigger, and I fucking hate bugs. Lobster's delicious. It's just a pain to eat because you have to destroy the freaking shell. To get to the delicious meats inside, but still, like there, there was a, there was a time where I was in grade school, and my mom would just kind of like a huge shipment of fucking lobster. Just so I was like, hey, I'm gonna treat myself. I got some fucking lobster. A buddy of mine had like a real good deal on lobster. You know, like your friends do. Yeah, and so I came home one day, and there was just a lobster. Directly in the fucking doorway leading into the kitchen. Which led to the back room of the house, which is where I spent most of my time. And I couldn't go past it because even though I knew it was dead, I didn't trust it. Oh, it was dead. At least it wasn't alive. We made lobsters the one time they were, we got them live and then we threw them into the pot and they screamed and it was horrifying. Even when they're dead, they do that. Really? Yeah, it's the gas escaping the shell, I think. Oh, I thought that was them screaming. No, okay, I don't. I don't, f- I don't think lobsters can scream. I don't. I don't. Okay, I don't feel so bad then. I thought there was them going. Ah. No, they were still doing that, but just not through fucking horrible screaming noises. That was just gas. Like they were still going. Like, oh, oh Jesus Christ! Ah, oh, it burns because you're taking a living thing and throwing it in boiling water. Yes, I know. Fish, I think, feel pain. Not hundred percent sure. And that is why I, we don't have live lobsters anymore. But no, yeah, like fucking lobsters, pig roast, 
gator roast. Yeah, I went to a. It was a I was a young child at a pig roast, and I was traumatized when they took the poker and jammed it through its ass until it went out of its mouth. Yeah, just anything where you're like, "Hey, this is a very clearly visibly for real animal that we are now going to cut open and eat the insides of." Oh, they had to cook it first. The point stands. I know, but I'm just saying it was a, it was a dead it was a freshly killed pig. The meat was quite delicious, though. It was almost worth the trauma. Oh yeah, like. Like Almost. just fucking take it, like take an animal, and just like put it behind a curtain. I put my headphones on. You come back later with a fucking like tray of meats. I'll be like fucking dope. I love meat, but it's a matter of you see exactly where this fucking meat came from, you assholes. Which is weird because I didn't have a problem dissecting the pigs in fucking biology class. Really, I did. Yeah, I was fucking up in that thing. I ran. I ran out of the room. I ran. I ran, ran out of the room to the bathroom because I was about to puke because it was that freaky. It actually really sucked because that day I wore a white T-shirt for the first time the entire school year. We had to dissect cats, so that was really disturbing. Yeah, we had baby piglets, um, a cow heart, and we also had like a lung with a garden hose going into it that we could blow into inflate. That's horrifying. It was kind of amazing. I don't know. Just two seconds in, I just ran. I didn't even ask for permission, and I didn't come back till the end of the class. And they were like, "Yeah, I guess we can't really blame you." Yeah, I we we did it in groups of three, and I had one person do that in my group. It was it was like we did it for fun. We weren't getting graded on it because most of the people in this class couldn't actually handle it. Why were you doing it for fun? Because like biology class, you're expected to dissect things, I guess. But like, because we were required to take it, so it oh, okay, a, you meant okay, you meant what? It wasn't just like, all right, guys, yeah, we just, all right, so yeah, we have like free period today. You can, you know, can like read up your textbook, study for things. Or we just like fucking cut up with this cat. No, 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 no. We had to do it. I mean, we weren't graded on it. Like if, if you were just like, oh my God, I can't handle it. Or just like run from the room screaming like I did. Like we didn't get an F. We just got a, well, I guess, guess you shouldn't be uh, cutting anything up for your future careers. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. No. So we didn't do it for fun. We, we, we did it for a, just to see it. Yeah, it's like there was, there was it's like, hey, there's Mrs. No Applebaum, I finished my homework. I finished all my work. Could I cut open these cats? I brought them with me from home. No. Uh, yeah, I was actually going into like a biology focused career before I dropped out of university to do this full time. Well. But now I'm here. Talk about video games the internet. If you're ass. Well, you're a dumbass. That's all right. I. F- I uh, I finished university. And it didn't really help. It didn't, make me any, it didn't make me any smarter. Yeah, I went through two years of university. The second year, the majority of the time I spent in class editing podcasts. Oh, that's right. You were still in school yeah. recently. Not recently. Like, I dropped out, like, I think two or three years ago. That's recent. Is it? No, I wait, fin- no. Not a two or three years ago. Fucking, I'm an idiot. Six or seven years ago. Uh, that's a bit more, but still, like, I just, I finished college a decade ago, so. Yeah, I was in university for two years, and I started this site the summer before I went to my first year of university. That was not wise. Or maybe it was. Because now you're doing this. Yeah. If it wasn't and doing not being if, a doc, you might, you could be a doctor or a scientist or something, but psh, who wants to do that? Yeah, if I wasn't doing this, I would be spending... 
all my time not sleeping and not reading the 2,000 pages I had to read in order to go into my anthropology class in order to fail the exam and and then go over to one of the TAs and say, hey, I have mental health issues. Can you please change my grade? Man, I couldn't do that. That is that is actually literally how I found out I had mental health issues. I just like went up to this. I went in. Yeah, I, we, yeah we got... On top of like the reading for literally every other class I was taking, we were given fucking like four to five hundred pages a week to read for anthropology. And I don't think I don't think I even took anthropology. Yeah, and so we go into so I go in to take a test, and one of the questions is like, how has how has cell phone technology affected the way we communicate? And since it was like, oh, this teacher is old, he hates cell phones. So I wrote a thing about like how fucking cell phones, blah blah this this this. Uh, turns out the actual article that this that this question was taken from was a straight up thing like saying like yeah, cell phones are actually fucking amazing. They are oh, yeah, like phones. Yeah, they are a miracle of technology that has brought the world closer together than it has ever been. Don't be an idiot. I, yeah. How do you not? How do you? I mean, I assume people do this, but like, do they like walk around and make sure you're not cheating with self by looking stuff up on phones? No, it's like an honor system thing. Well, I, so, okay. For some things, they don't. For like, if just like a, if you're like in a lab or tutorial or something, they will just kind of like say, yeah, just fucking whatevs. Uh, but when you're doing the uh, like the big in like the theater uh, tests, they have the professors have like three or four TAs walking around at all times. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm an old geezer, so. We didn't have smartphones when I was in college. We had phone phones. Yeah. So unless you want to pull, unless you want to pull out your phone and call your friend for the answer, like in the middle of class, I'm pretty sure people would notice that. No, what you do is you pull out your pager and just like have him fucking page the answers. All right, I'm not that old. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that old that I had a pager. Send it to my. Send it to email on my Palm Pilot. I'll try to get. A, I'll try to get a seat next to the wall so I can plug in my phone to the internet. My dad had a pager when I was a wee lad, but no, I'd never had a pager. I'm not that old. Yeah. Anyway. Thankfully. Yeah. So I just fucking, I got a 54 in that test. I walked into the TA's office. I was like, hey, ain't you to help with this? And then they started asking questions. I was like, like, all right, yeah, let's see if I can bullshit away into a better grade. So I was like, yeah, I like, I have some problems like reading like things like that. It'll just like get to the point where I am like, I read five words and I fall asleep, which is true. But I spun it in a more sympathetic way, not just I'm lazy and can't read good. And it's like, hey, you might have like Asperger's or something. You might want to look into that. So I did. Turns out I do. I mean, I'm pretty sure I do too, but that ah, wasn't college, a, thing. a learning that, experience. That, that wasn't a thing when I was in school, so no one cared. There was like, uh, yeah, because I, I, I had trouble concentrating too, but like. By the time I found like, oh yeah, you might you might have this this new thing we just discovered called Aspergers, and I was like, or what's it? What's the Aspergers? Yes, Aspergers. 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 Yeah. Okay. A s p e r g e r. So, yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm already 18 years old and done with high school. Why couldn't you have told me this a decade ago? <laughs> and they're like, did like, oh, we didn't know about it back then. Oh, well, it's a little late now. Thanks. All right. Yeah, I was 20 when I found out. I was like, my GPA is already done. I already have to go to a not so great college. Well, I mean, it was an okay college, but it wasn't like Yale or. No, but like that's the thing. Up through high school, 
I had like a fucking average grade of 87. That's better than I had. In in elementary school, I was like the highest reading cape. I was like the highest reading grade of everyone in the class. But then I went like, to high school and, and I had the reading forced out of me. I was always great at reading. It was the math I had trouble with. Math was the fucking bomb diggity. I got paid to do math. I hate you. I hate you very much. Yeah, and with that, I and with that money I got I got math. I bought Red Steel 2 for the Wii. Jeez. <laughs> Bring it back around. So speaking of Nintendo games, uh, I've been playing a couple of them. Have you now? Yes. Well, not necessarily Nintendo games, like, but Nintendo Switch games. All games are Nintendo. What? Yeah, yeah, that Nintendo game you... you hey, you goddamn kid play. playing your Nintendo Genesis. Oh, not even Genesis. Like, my grandmother only knew Nintendo. Yeah, playing your fucking Nintendo 2600. Like, like, all games were Nintendo. Hey, Grandma, this is the Atari 2600. It's like, oh, were you saying the Nintendo 2600? No, sure. she didn't know what... It, she missed the Atari. She only got the Nintendo for me. But yeah. Anyway, what have you what have you been playing on your Nintendo Nintendo twenty six hundred station three? So I I got two new games for it. Well, new being I haven't played them yet, and one of them actually is relatively new. Um, Runner three. This game is kind of weird. Do you run? Yeah, but it's do do, do you run? Air quotes as in deliver drugs. Uh, no, you are not. A, you're not Faith from Mirror's Edge. Okay. Just checking. No, you just, it's, it's an endless runner kind of thing, but not, not really. I don't know actually the way to describe it because endless runner is like you run forever. This, there is a very clear defined end to each level. There are also levels. Yeah, so for those who don't know, runner three is the third game in the runner spinoff series from the bit trip series. Because there was really there was originally Bit Trip Runner, which I think was the second game in the Bit Trip series, where you were Commander Video, you ran through levels, jumped over stuff, collected gold bars, did it to music, and yeah, it was fun. Uh, after that, they released they kind of spun it off with Bit Trip Presents Runner Two: Future Legend of Rhythm Alien, where they changed the art style. Um, added a few more mechanics and just kind of made the game just kind of like spun it off as the game as a separate entity from the actual Bit Trip series. Now with Runner 3, they've pretty much completely um, separated themselves with the exception that the game stars Commander Video. And yeah, you just run. You go into a level, it counts down, music starts playing, and then you are running. Start running. Yep, you then jump, double jump, kick, glide, slide your way through these levels, collecting gold bars, trying to get 100 of them. And I fucking love this game. It's something that I really, like, I find games like this I really rewarding and incredibly frustrating. Because it's... It's 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 something that kind of it removes an element that I it removes essentially a degree of human error from like really hardcore uh, platforming games, which are games I really love. But 
whenever I play those games, I like half my deaths. No, actually, seventy five percent of my deaths in those games come from me trying to go forward, jumping to go do something, seeing a problem up ahead, then pulling the stick back and dying. Or just me like not really gauging my movement properly. But with this, how's the, control, how's the controls? Uh, it's good. You hit a button and it does a thing. I mean, I'm so it responds good. Yeah. Okay. Which, yeah, of course, but uh, it's that, that's an issue that's more reliant <clears throat> on like your setup and your monitor and stuff, as opposed to like actually actually hitting the buttons. Uh, sometimes I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's a controller or what, but like there will be moments where I am like almost 100 percent certain that I hit a button or didn't hit a button, but it'll register that I did that I did or didn't when I like it'll register the opposite of what I thought it meant. Like I am currently stuck in this one fucking level. I have reached the checkpoint, so I'm halfway through it, but I can't get and I get like right up to the end where I've gotten almost everything, but I die getting like the last five things where I have to just like in in a very specific rhythm, jump up, grab a grab an item and then slam myself back down to the ground before I can jump back up again, because if you hit any obstacles in this, you just die instantly. And so wait, I'm trying to get this rhythm wait, down. Wait, 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 wait. Repeat that last thought. You, you, if you touch any obstacles in this, you die instantly, and you have to go back to the beginning or to the checkpoint. Jeez. Yeah. Obstacles is in anything or just obstacles. There are very specific obstacles. Okay. Like walls, and enemies, and fireballs, and pits. So if you hit any wall, you instantly die. You don't. It's a it's a two D runner. You just you just run forward. Oh, okay. And you don't even control your running. You run at a set pace. Like, that's what I mean by endless runner. Like it is like, like phone games. You start and your guy is running forward. And then only stops when you die and then starts running again after you respawn. And that's it. Just fucking run, run, run. And your only, op- your only objective in, these ga- in this game is to just avoid obstacles and collect shit. And it, it just works, man. It uh, One of the new things they added was a double jump. Which... The thing is, the thing is, this game used double jump in some really good ways. Um, like, they're standing there thinking, like, oh, you just get higher. Uh, or get longer. And a lot, of the, a lot of things is, like, holding your double jump to the last possible moment. And then jumping, and then jumping, like, as soon as you get to, like, essentially just about to the death part of the endless, of the pits. To launch yourself back up. If you just run off a ledge, you you can then jump twice in the air. Which is a whole fucking thing. It added it added this new level of fucking intensity and challenge to some of these fucking puzzles. To some of these fucking like jump areas. Another thing that they did was another thing they added was the gem path. So there are two paths you can do the gold path and the gem path. With the gold path, you just have to collect hundred pieces of gold. Like the collectibles are just gold bricks. You have to get a hundred of them to get a perfect score at the end of the level, and then with the gem path, you have to get you have to get the hundred you have to get the hundred gold, but also the twenty five gems, and it actually is a completely separate path that you run through the level. So if you like master the level, pretty much from if you, if you master the level for the gold path, the gem path is entirely different. Well, not, not entirely different, like half different. 
because they also added diverging paths in that you can actually choose which path you go down. Uh, some of them, a lot of the time they lead to like just some weird collectible thing you can grab and then kill yourself so you can go back to the checkpoint and run through the level again, actually getting the gold because as soon as you get a collectible, you just have it. Which I am fucking grateful as fuck for. Because it would be a bitch and a half to try to go through one of these fucking levels, trying to collect all the gold and get that thing. Yeah, you have to catch them, all of them every time. Yeah. Which actually have been doing. I actually, if I get to if I get to the end of a level and don't have a hundred gold, I just restart instantly. Because I can't actually, because I can't move forward in this game without getting every single fucking thing possible. Which is a real bitch. Because on the previous games, this game counts the number of times you've attempted a level. Forever? Um, up to 100. And then it just has, um, then it just has like a, has like swearing symbols. Then it just, then it just says you suck. No, not even you suck. It just, it's essentially just saying fuck at you. Just. Yeah, just, all right, 98 times, 99 times. Fuck, dude. Just really? Just, yeah. Which, honestly, I kind of appreciate. It's like the game is sharing my frustration. Or it's mocking you. That, too. But I'm kind of, I'm kind of, like, accepting it because I do really suck at this. Like I said, in this fucking single level, goddamn Windows 95, I am... I can literally see the fucking checkered pattern of the finish line, and then I die. I have fucking 99 gold and 24 gems, and then I die. So close. I am literally goddamn seconds away from getting this thing. Then I have to go back to the checkpoint, and then if I I fuck up the timing on any of those drops, then I am just fucked for the next goddamn 25 tries as I try to, like, fucking re-remember the fucking beat pattern in order to get in order to get the jump and then drop onto that platform properly so I don't just die instantly again and again and again. Other really big thing to add to this is quests. Which is kind of weird. So if you go yes. to uh, certain Qu- levels... Quests in a uh, a game where you can't stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the quests are just collect things. So you go, so basically you go into an area and you, if you if you find the right path, uh, then you can talk to a creature that lives there. Uh, it can be uh, two frosted mini wheats that are getting married. It can be a guy made out of soup or whatever. It can be a fucking weird fucked up porcelain baby doll with its head blown off. It can be a wolf. And all of, them, all of them are just like, hey, go get this thing for me. And every single one of, every single one of these quests uh, are, can only be completed in the world that you find them in. So up to where I am, uh, I have unlocked four worlds. Uh, so, is this, so is this like a world you can freely explore? Uh, not really. It is... It's it's like it's like old school platformers where you like go into a world and then it is all right. You have these points, you step on them, and then you go into a level. 
Oh, so it's like the old world map thing. Yeah, like a Donkey Kong or, or a fucking Crash Bandicoot kind of thing. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right, yes, that makes sense. I didn't think you could freely explore something where you can't stop. Yeah, no. That would be that would be that'd be insane. That would be like, hey. Like, Here's I'm trying to get it's, trying it's, to get it's, it's time for level three. Oh no, you missed. Now you have to wait until you circle around again. Yeah. But yes, there's food world, machine world, spooky world, and the final battle, which I hope isn't the actual end of the game because I want more to this. Because I do not I I sincerely hope that there are more than fucking fucking like thirty five levels. Because as it is, I think that is all there is if this is actually the end of the game. I actually am double checking and I. It might actually be that just 27 levels. So, and anywho. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's fucking. Okay, yeah, I was right. There are just those. Well, shit. How long did it take you to do all those levels? Uh, like three days. All right, you you play short games. I forgot. Well, to be fair, this game is only like 30 bucks. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, so you, yeah you, go, you find these fucking hero dudes, and they say, hey, go get me these things. One of them is in this level, and they give you the, and they give you the name of a level. They go back into, and they've added a new collectible into it, which is one of the things you're going to go get. Then you run through the level and try to find where they've hidden it. You have to complete the quest, you go, you go and talk to the person who gave it to you, and then they give you a new character. Uh, so far, I've done two of them, unlocking um, Uncle Dill, who is a brain-dead dill pickle, and Dan. Who's a guy with an egg? Brain dead, dill pickle. Yes, that that sounds that sounds wrong. That sounds that sounds not like something that belongs in a game. What sounds even wronger is I gave him a cut. I gave him a skin that I got from the like I got from like the in-game store using. It, it's it's not a microtransaction thing. It's just you know, hey, fucking unlock costumes. I gave him a costume that gave him mold growing on him. So one of his eyes is like glazed over like cataracts. So it looks like he has some horrible infection. And I gave him a trucker hat. Of course, you need a trucker hat. Yeah. So it's a fucking brain dead, infected trucker. Meanwhile, Dan is just fucking horrifying. He's he's basically, you know, in Gurren Logan, how all the yeah, mechs are just heads oh. with arms and legs. Yeah. So imagine that, but like an actual person. So Modok. Kinda, okay. uh, but he's a sickly yellow. He has a giant bulbous nose, and he is carrying around an egg the size of him at all times. In fact, he uses the egg to attack things. This game's really weird. Yeah, I'm getting that. And one of the things that actually is a bit weirder with this game is. There's kind of a story in each world or like something like that. I'd, I'd have to like go back and check, but I am like 
near 100% certain that there is some through line going through each world. Because going into um, the spooky world, um, one of the one of the levels that I got to before I went to fight the final thing was I ran down a path and then the path took me in front of a court of three judge owls. The owls, they're all just owls standing up there in their fucking like robes and stuff with their gavels and their fucking powder wigs and shit. <laughs> but then when I went, but then when I went back to do the gem path. The camera swung around to the opposite side, and they were actually having a guy on trial for something. And it was a guy that I had been collecting the that I had been collecting cardboard cutouts of his face in previous levels for for what I could determine no real reason. I hadn't accepted a hero quest that said, "Hey, get this dude's fucking face." Get lots of pictures of this guy's face is very important. Yeah, he was just some dude on trial from the Parliament of Owls. That I then had to go kill by tricking them into hitting themselves in the face with their own with their own gavels by running. This game is weird. Yeah, I'm getting. And that. I feel like I didn't do a great job describing it because this game is really fun. The art style uh, it is a very unique style to its uh, to it that you can't really get anywhere else. It can be kind of disconcerting at times, but. I think it really works for like the aesthetic they're going for with all this shit. Um, the levels are like each world is interestingly designed. Uh, they have a lot of they have a lot of like really interesting stuff to do in each one. The, they look really great. Seeing the animation, just like the way that it kind of fucks with you going forward, of just like having platforms and other shit just appear as you're running. So that, so that you have to, like, rely on either trial and error or, like, fucking lightning-fast reflexes to avoid that shit. Which I really enjoy. I fucking love these kind of games. Uh, the only problem I have with it is it's kind of buggy. Like, there were a few times where I would be trying to, I, I'd be, like, running along, and then I decide too late to try to join it, try to jump on a different path. And then suddenly I am running along the wall. Like just avoiding all the obstacles from for both paths, but also avoiding all the collectibles from both paths. Uh, there are times where I just like straight up ghost through the platform, which is not great in a game where you have to run on platforms. So it's little things like that keep it from like being as good as like Runner Two or something. But it adds enough to but it adds enough to feel dis, to feel like an actual progression of the series and not just hey we made runner two but like more more running yeah it this is this is still just like hey we made runner but more but it stopped it from just being hey we made that last game but you have to buy it again okay so yeah runner three it's pretty good actually really good i highly recommend it it's like i said i think it's like 30 bucks in the e-shop anyway Moving on to a game that you might have something to talk about with, uh, Alex. Uh, Disgaea 5. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> about Disgaea 5. Why? Uh, because I was... That doesn't... I went... I went doesn't sound like your thing. I went and do the... I went to my local game shop and looked at... And was like, I'm going to buy a new Switch game today. And my initial thought was Mario plus Rabbids ba- Kingdom Battle. Which was 80 bucks. 
But they also saw, huh, Disgaea 5. I've heard of Disgaea. And this is $5 cheaper. So I looked at my phone, looked up some gameplay videos and stuff, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll try this out. Turns out, stroke of luck, the game had actually been marked down in price even below 75 so I got it for 50 Really? Yeah. Wait, so, oh, right, Canadian prices. Yeah. I was going to say that. I'm going to say, that doesn't sound right. Right. Continue. So, Disgaea 5 Complete, um, it is a Nintendo Switch port of the PS4 and Vita game, I think, Allegiance of Darkness. Yeah, I think it's only PS4. I don't think it's on Vita. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is the first Disgaea game I've ever played. Oh, well, you're uh, a bit bit behind then. Yeah, a little bit. Which is a shame, because I'm really enjoying this. No, there is no... In fact, a, a PS Vita version of Disgaea 5 would be impossible, <laughs> according to the president. Okay, then. So... Yeah, so I'm actually having a lot of fun with this. Um, um, there are a lot of systems. This game is fucking dense. Yes. Sky games kind of are. Was it Cave that really liked this guy, or was it Ziploc Bob? I don't, I don't remember. remember. I mean, I know I know one of them went on a big, long Disgaea marathon, but I don't remember. It wasn't me. If you were... If you were yeah, I thought it was I, you. I no, no, no. Although I have I have played the games and I like them, but I'm not the big Disgaea fan. That was either Cave or Ziploc. I think it might have been Bob. Oh. But yeah, I, I'm really enjoying this game. Uh, I will do my best to try to explain the systems as I understand them. But just be forewarned, I'm an idiot about this shit. And yeah, like like going in going into these fucking games, I'm like, all right, which numbers are biggest? Give me that. Like I have fucking like three different kinds of wizards, and I cannot really tell you the difference between casting abilities between any of them. Well, it's all very simple. If if you consult the many online walkthroughs and mathematical calculations that people have put into thinking about this. Now I'm good. I'm just going to have my martial artist throw the weird skull head kid at this whatever, and he hit him with a fan. Yeah, that's usually my strategy too. Yeah, so uh, it's a it's a like turn based grid based strategy ish RPG ish game that is one hundred percent anime. Yeah, it's kind of like Fire Emblem and Final Fantasy Tactics if it went like super duper hardcore anime more than it already is. Yeah, this is this is a lot more like self referential and gag anime. Like a lot of it is a lot. A lot of it feels like it's kind of making jokes about itself. Like, all the characters are such caricatures of their archetypes that they have to fucking know. Yeah, that was pretty much what the first game was like. Yeah, like, uh, our main characters, uh, like, our main story dudes are um, Kilia, a man who is 100% edge. He's so edgy. Oh, sorry. 90% edge, 10% tragic backstory. He's so edgy. He's so edgy. You'd cut yourself if you shook his hand. He's so edgy. He has a secondary, more edgy, evil personality. That's pretty edgy. He is so edgy. He carries around a fucking memento of his dead family encased in fucking ice on his person at all times. So he's like Malak from Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, he's like he's he's already pretty edgy and evil, but he also has an evil, eviler version of himself locked away. But also, in the middle of battle, he'll just, like, sit down and eat some curry. 
Yep. Also, he's like really good at making curry. Then we got Serafina, the overlord of gorgeous, uh, who is like Morrigan, basically. It's just like Morrigan. If Morrigan was an idiot, if Morgan was an idiot and like many years younger. Yeah. Like she, she walks around in outfits that are very much like, yo, check out my tits. But it's more like a, but it's more like the outfit is a shelf holding her tits up to make it look like she has tits. Yeah. Uh, she does the whole, like, you know, hand to the side of the thing. Oh, laugh. The evil noble woman's laugh. Yeah. And she's like, everybody is my servant because her superpower is making people fall in love with her. But doesn't, but it doesn't work on Kilia and Kilia is because he's so, because he's so edgy. Yeah. He's so fucking has- edgelord that being in love doesn't work on him. He's like, oh, we don't have time for that. Yeah. If you'll excuse me, I need to go fucking vengeance. Because revenge is a mechanic in this game. Yes. Yeah, then there is like fucking Red Magnus, who is just, I am big muscle boy. Fuck, fuck thinking. There's a tiny girl character who, who she doesn't eat curry every so often, turns into a horrible, violent murder rabbit. Yeah, I remember that. Good times. Yeah, it's weird. And so... I mean, they're not really any weirder than the other Disgaea yeah, characters from other games. I'm saying Disgaea as a whole. Yeah, I mean... Not specifically Disgaea 5. Disgaea 5, I'm not saying, is the one where it got weird. So, anyway... Um, yeah, in this game, uh, there is a evil demon emperor called Void Dark going around to different worlds in the netherworld and taking them over one by one. And so... Kilia, along with uh, Serafina, begin going around finding other overlords of these of these netherworlds and recruiting them to her cause of forming a rebel army to go murder fucking Void Dark. And all of them have their own reasons for doing this. A lot of those reasons are idiotic. Some of those reasons make sense. Like with Kilia, it is just, hey, Void Dark murdered my family probably. I'm gonna go kill him. With, uh, with the weird rabbit girl. Same kind of thing. With Red Magnus, it is, I want to be the strongest overlord there is, and currently that is Void Dark, so if I kill him, I'm strongest. Makes sense. Serafina is, my father tried to get me to marry him, and I don't like that. So I'm going to kill if him. I, kill, I don't have to marry if him If I anymore. kill him, I don't, have, I don't have to marry him if I kill him. Exactly. So yeah, and yeah, from there you just start recruiting people. Um, yeah, you just, you just, you get like fucking so many goddamn units, but can only ever put out 10 of them on a battlefield at once. That sounds familiar. And once you put out 10, if they die in the battlefield, you can't put out a replacement. He is still technically counted as you. That is one of the 10 that you have out. Yeah. Most games are like that. Which is unfortunate. because. Which is unfortunate because a lot of the time they'll go out there and then all of a sudden they'll get combo chained by fucking like five dudes who fucking block chain off each other. And then they the deal bas- fucking 13,000 damage to it and he dies. The game basically expects you to reset every time you lose someone unless you've almost won. In which case you might just power on. Uh, no, actually, I just kind of keep throwing do- keep throwing bad guys at the problem until Killia gets over there and just punches them all to death. Or you could do that. No, actually, I... I will say that I have had less people dying on me as I've got, as I progressed, like going forward, I would like fucking throw printies, which are 
which are demon exploding, penguins with bombs ex- in them. Ex- exploding penguins that say, dude. Yeah. Every sentence ends with dude. And I think they're voiced by Teddy from Persona 4. Of course they are. Yeah, so it's like I would just fucking throw printies at him and then Killy would punch him and Killy would be the only one left the battlefield. But now I've gotten to the point where I am actually only losing like one or two dudes. And that is main, that is pretty much only because I haven't really figured out like like they're they're like parry. Like when you when you get when you attack people, they can like parry it or it'll just do like nick damage or it will just miss entirely or do or hit them but do literally no damage. And I have no fucking idea why. And at this point, I'm just kind of uh, throwing my head against the wall, seeing what I'm just throwing everything against the wall, seeing what sticks. And then if it works, it fucking works. And this game is really easy to fuck yourself over and make a situation unwinnable. Like so far, it's happened to me three times. Actually, sorry, two times unwinnable. One time just fucking myself over because I didn't fully understand a mechanic. So some of the things that happen out there is you can go into an area and they have environmental effects. Let's be like certain panels lit up like red, green, yellow, or blue. And if you walk over them, then an effect will occur that will have like some impact on the battle. Like your allies will have a boost to this. You will get, you'll get this, you'll get this percentage more experience. You will do this, that or whatever. And there are like glyphs out in the field that if you destroy them, then they will change every single square into a, into a different color. That's changing the effect. Went into one battle and the effect on two and the effect on the squares were like, Hey, 50% enemy, 50% enemy boost or invincible. And I ended up fucking up which order I destroy the things in. So then every square in the battlefield was invincible. Thus no one could die. And I mean no one, not me, not the enemies, nothing could yeah. die. Thus the battle couldn't end. An unwinnable loop forever. Yeah. yeah. And then another one that happened actually earlier today. I I went to, went to a battle and there were three magicians, uh, three, I think, skulls they're called, um, up on a very high raised platform. That none of my none of my ranged guys could reach, and that was too high to throw an ally up to. So I was like, oh, "All right, I have my wizard. I'll just have him fucking cast wind spells up there to kill them all." He then died. Then I sent my other wizard, and they died. Then I sent my third wizard, and they died. Then I had no wizards, and all I had left was a guy with a gun and two punching people. So I just couldn't do anything. And you still won. Uh, no, I had to reset the battle. Oh. Then I then I kept my healer on my fucking wizard and just healed him whenever he got whenever he got even the least bit hurt. Which actually ended up working out great for me because I was able to actually like fucking power level my healer. Yeah, so did that, killed all those guys, and won. Yay! Hooray, victory is yours. Yes. Enjoy a nice cup of tea, stalwart hero of the land. The other way I fucked up, the other way I fucked myself over was, um, as you defeat enemies, uh, you will get mana, and mana can be used to upgrade your special moves and buy um, e- abilities, which are essentially passive buffs that you can give your character. 
Um, every character that you get has one of these naturally, but then you can like get other ones that are more universal and add them onto him so that he will, so that the character will like, when they level up their certain skills will progress faster or they will have like certain immunities to other status ailments and stuff. But if you level up the um, special abilities you have too fast, uh, then you can actually have something that's too expensive in terms of SP for you to use. And I did that to three characters. Where does I leveled up their skills to the point that they were too powerful for that character to use. So I felt like an idiot. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Couple games, I remember. Just stuff like that, like like advancing a class in Final Fantasy Tactics, except you can't actually have any weapons or skills for them yet. Yeah. So so they can effectively do nothing but weakly punch enemies. Yeah, exactly. And there are certain battles where I've actually, where I've almost had nothing but my fucking lowest level punching dudes up against fucking boss characters and such. And so yeah, like every character, they they level independently of each other, and then they have fucking skills that they level, as well as just their regular attacks that they level, and that mastery has other effects on them, and it is, oh god, there's just so fucking much to goddamn explain. And then there is research, where you have to go out and like, you can gather prisoners, and then bring them back to interrogate them, and then there's the squad system. And there is just strategy meetings, where you actually have to like, bribe dudes into fucking... And fucking agreeing with you on a certain thing that will happen in your little fucking pocket dimension. Then there is recruiting, which you can just fucking recruit essentially infinity characters. You bring them in, you spend money on them, they come in without any equipment, and then you can actually send them in the battle with nothing on them. Like I like half my fucking roster of dudes has no equipment. But do you use them without it? No, I don't I use do them. I send them out on other missions. Yeah, because you don't need to. Yeah, I essentially everybody that I have, like who is a printy or that doesn't have equipment on, I just put them on the fucking research squad. Or that's too low level, because all my dudes right now are around level twenty, and I didn't get the boot camp squad f- until like until like a bunch of characters were like seven levels underneath my main guy, and I could not use them. Yeah, there are fucking like tons of goddamn squads. There are capture squads, which lets which lets uh, certain characters have an ability to capture enemies on the battlefield as prisoners, kind of like Pokemon, where like you damage them enough and then you just run over and boom, and then they get captured. Then you can interrogate them and then use them to level up your squads or actually just add them to your roster of dudes. Uh, there's the interrogation squad, which is just interrogating them, and you have like five things you can do to them and none of them seem to have any rhyme or reason as to why some work better than others. So I just put Serafina in there and having her use her special over and over and over again and dealing like fucking 500 damage to the enemy SP. Then there's the boot camp squad, which is just, which I have, which I have Killia as the leader of. So every time he gets XP, everybody else in the squad gets a portion of that XP. Then there is the fucking foot soldier squad, which is just, you put dudes in there, they just get stat buffs. That's it. 
There's the curry squad, which if you put somebody in there, they can make curry for you. Oh, God. It is so goddamn. There are so many goddamn things in this fucking game. Where I have like had to just stop playing and actually go over to a fucking wiki and just say, all right, how the fuck do I do this? Because there's been because there was no like real explanation of that. Like for, for the longest time, I didn't know how to bring dudes back from research missions. Like the first time I said, you, should probably, you should probably check that stuff before you, you know. No, I did. I read the explanations. Like, I sent him on a research mission. Then the thing was 100% complete. I was like, all right, yeah, how do I get him back? Read the explanation. It says, all right, so just select the, select the world that they went to and then choose the bring home option. I selected that. It gave me a report card with no bring home option. Turns out I had to press A fucking like five more times to get through all the goddamn screens before I got the option to bring them home. Oh, God. And I am nowhere even fucking close to getting anywhere near like how fucking crazy this game gets. I am about 18 hours in. Oh, yeah, it's a really long game. Yeah, I got fucking ways to go. There is a qu- there are multiple quests out right now to get a skill up to tooth up to get to get up to, to get a skill number up to 20,000. The highest number I have right now is 1200 for hit points. That's because I don't ga- need to go that high, though. Yeah, that's because I gave them. Uh, that's because I gave that person fucking, fucking an item that gave them an extra fucking five hundred hit points. I had to fucking like, like one of the quests that I have had since the beginning of the game is to use mana to level up a skill three times. I'm eighteen hours in. I am still like less than halfway towards the mana cost I need to actually do that. And I just got a quest to do what to do one up to 40 times. There's all kinds of shit. There is recruiting where you can just go in and pay money, like I said, to bring over dudes. And as you get and as your dudes rank up, you can then take quests to get more dudes to be able to recruit. Like I just got the professor and the ninja. Oh, God. There's so much. Oh, yeah. You'll be playing this for a while, assuming you finish it. Yeah, that's basically why I got it. Like, I wanted a game that I could not just fucking blow through in a day and a half so I wouldn't have anything else to play for the rest of the month. I wanted a game where I could, like, actually sit down and spend some fucking time on it. Oh, geez. I could have. I know many games like that. On the Switch? No, not on the Switch. That's the thing. I was looking for specifically Switch games. Why? Because it's all because at the time that I went and bought these games, I didn't have anything to play on the Switch except for Splatoon 2. Uh, yeah, I needed some fucking variety in there. So now I have Runner 3, Disguise 5, and Splatoon 2. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm going to be... I feel like I'm going to spend like the full 80 hours playing this guy at five and not even grasp the entirety of even half the systems in this fucking game. It's too much for the casual player. Well, be a hardcore. That's the thing though. Like I, fanboy. like I don't really fucking understand half the systems, but I still really enjoy playing the game. Like I have a, 
weird soft spot for turn-based, grid-based RPG strategy games. Despite the fact that I'm terrible at them. And this is really scratching that itch. Like, uh, it was a similar kind of thing with, uh, remember the game Jean d'Arc for the PSP? I do, but I don't have it anymore. I don't know what happened. Yeah, it was a similar kind of thing. Like, I, like that was one, like, one of the first Maybe games I, I got for the it. PSP. And if it wasn't for the fact that I got to a certain level and just couldn't progress because I kept dying over and over again, I would keep playing that game. Like, I might be still playing that game today. Like, I fucking love that game. Which, that was kind of one of the first ones like that I played. Where I, I up to that point, I had never really gotten into any kind of strategy game because I think I looked at StarCraft once and got scared. Then I get into this, and it's just oh, like a very Starcraft. relaxed thing. I can actually take my time and think. I can, like, build up Just characters. I can... There's a story in there that I can fucking get into because I was getting into anime at this point as well. Now, turn-based RPGs are ones you can relax. Real-time ones like StarCraft is, like, serious business. That's the you thing. better know what you're doing. Yeah, that's the thing, though. As I was getting into anime and stuff, I didn't really understand the distinction yet because I had yet to really f- fully get into this fucking space. Like, before it was, yeah, there are games that I like. And there are games that I don't think I'll like. And there are games that I know I don't like. What are the kind of games there are, right? Those are genres. What's the genre, actually? Yes, those are genres. But yeah, then a couple years later, I fucking started going to GameSpot. I learned, oh, I'm an idiot. And I started actually reading shit. And then going to Giant Bomb. And then I'm here. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Sky 5, it is... I'm having a lot of fun with it. I am liking the sense of humor that it has about itself. Um, the character designs are so anime. I really enjoy them. Like, if this was just straight up, hey, we are doing a kind of serious anime, I would not like this as much. Like, the humor about it in the in both the design of all the characters and in the writing and the world and stuff, that is kind of what's making this game for me. Because like even like even as it is, I find Serafina like completely insufferable. If I had to take that character seriously, I would hate this game. But as it is, I am very much enjoying it. I am looking forward to the time where I get where my fucking Netherworld gets to the point where I can't actually reach any of my item shops because I bought too many characters. Cause it's getting there. Like, every character you recruit, they appear in your fucking hub world, as well as every other character that was already there, plus the prinnies. Prinnies, dude. Yeah. Unless they're yellow, then they're prinnies plip. Yeah, this guy, I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. Which I guess is fucking bully for me. This was $50 well spent. Anyway, that's it for what I got. Alex, what have you been playing? Okay, I've been playing one game. Yeah, this podcast is going to be an hour and a half. Even right. less, actually. It's even less. Oh, that's all right. So, so uh, I've been playing one game that uh, I imported because it's, it's a 
Gundam game that's only translated in Southeast Asian English because that's what they're doing now. Outstanding. Gundam As you Breaker. get into it, I'll be right back. Okay. I really got to piss. Okay. Have fun. I will. Why aren't you talking? I just said, I was. I just said, you know, I'm just going to have to repeat what I'm saying here for when he gets back. So I'm just going to wait. So I just sang to myself and talked to myself for a minute. Oh, I guess a lot of that out then. Hey, probably. Okay. Anyway, since I didn't want to repeat this when you came back, I've been playing Gundam Breaker 3, Break Edition. Does it break? On the, on the PS4. So, well, I'm glad you asked. It's called <laughs> Gundam. It's called Gundam Breaker. Because have you ever watched Gundam Build Fighters? You probably haven't. No, no, I haven't. Uh, do they? Okay, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's about toys, right? So you know, you know the Gundam models that are basically what sell the franchise. Yeah, the uh, Gunpla. Okay, so basically in Gundam Build Fighters, uh, they use the actual models to fight with. Okay, using, I was right about that. Yes. So in this game, basically, like you build, basically you build a Gundam model. And then you control it in a kind of Dynasty Warriors s game, and they call it Gun and Breaker because as you as you defeat as you beat on enemy gunpla, their parts come off, and you can take them for yourself and build your own. So you can make Franken creations, like um, I don't know, Barbatos's head and Freedom Gundam's backpack. So wait a minute. Uh, from what I remember, um, the I. The series, like the Gundam Build Fighters, is primarily about like kids doing this. Yeah. So you're playing as a kid going into an area with your fucking your fucking thing, smashing other children's fucking things, and then stealing their parts, and then saying bye. Well, well, you just basically there's a hub area, and then you go right to missions, which are like virtual battlegrounds, basically. So you do play other, you do fight other characters, but like you don't actually interact. Like, I guess you get a copy of their virtual part because they can come back later with the same thing. So basically, you you beat them up, like parts come off, and like you you can get drops from them. So it's basically like a random drop kind of. But the subtext is there. This is essentially Gundam bullying. Well, yeah, except they put except they they put their parts back on. It can still play for some reason, even though you've stolen their arm as part of your inventory. So you beat you the, your, so you just fucking take a kid's fucking toy, smash it against a goddamn tree, take a bunch of parts, but those parts are still there. So the kid can be like, eh, fucking dick, I gotta rebuild it. Well, no, you're you're playing it in a virtual battle arena, basically. So like you're I'm talking as making, I'm talking as a I'm talking about like I'm talking outside the fucking Okay, thing. yes, outside am, outside the box, you're basically breaking other people's toys and taking parts of them for yourself. I've never thought about it that way, but Yes, I'm doing a now bit you have. Okay. Although you don't play, you're not really playing as kids because you know, this is like the fictional world of the Gunplay universe where like the gun the Gundam toys are beloved by people of all ages and worldwide. Everybody plays them, you know, kind of like how Bandai Namco wishes they really were. <laughs> so most of the guys you you're beating on are presumably adults, or, or like, it, or teenagers. it is a fucking ten-year-old's vision of what is of what the adult piloting his Gundam is. It's his fucking, it's his fucking tune. It's his avatar. Could be. 
I mean, yeah, all you, right, get, so, you, you, get to, you get to the end and it actually fucking pulls out and you just see some kid standing in a fucking playground just covered in fucking plastic and blood. I think you're supposed to be a teenager. I'm not sure because the game starts. Oh, that's with even like, worse. The, the game starts with like this girl who's like, looks like she's your average tiny Japanese high school, Japanese anime high schooler. That like, means meets, she's nine. Meets your character who you don't actually see because the, uh, the story scenes are from first person. And when you actually see them running around on your little hub area, they're wearing a pilot suit. That completely constricts them. Thank God they didn't have to model that character. Yes. Well, I mean, there's very, there's very like, you can have a pilot suit from many Gundam factions from the various shows. Like you can be an Earth Federation pilot or a Zeon pilot, or the country from Gundam Seeds pilot, or a Celestial <laughs> Being pilot, and they have like gender gender outfits too so you can be the, the a female Gundam uh, Earth Federation pilot which basically means you, the character model has breasts and hips well and otherwise nice. the same and otherwise the same blank face pilot suit that you can't actually see and this is basically this is literally like the exact beginning of this, the sequel to Gundam Build Fighters Build Fighters Try where there's a girl who wants a Gundam partner to battle with and meets the main character. Except you're not a loud self-insert. This game is called Gundam Breaker 3, Break Edition. Oh, Breaker 3, okay. Yes. Because uh, Breaker 1 or- Because Gundam Breaker Gundam Breaker 1 is coming to it's coming over here. That's new Gundam Breaker. Yeah, which is Gundam Breaker 1. I think no, it's it, not. Isn't it just no, a no, it's, it's No, it's Gundam Breaker 4 with like New stuff. They just didn't call it four because they're stupid. Why the fuck? Because I don't know. Because it's this. This one is the the new game coming out is heavily focused on PvP. Basically, this game uh, really isn't. There is a. I think there is a multiplayer mode. I don't know. I can't play it because I don't have a PS Plus account and the PlayStation Four is cheap. And won't let you play online unless you pay the money. <laughs> so I don't have that. Yeah, why the fuck is the fourth one the first one coming out here? Because they're just starting to catch on that like they can bring them over here. Like the first two games were Jap- with Japan only. Uh, three, much like the last two Super Robot Wars games, and um, the couple of the other Gundam games got a Southeast Asian only English translation that was only released in Southeast Asia, but with the full understanding that people from uh, the U.S. would be importing them. Which also means the controls are reversed, so circle is confirm and X is go back. Because that's how they have it in the Southeast Asian area and Japan. So yes, it gets very confusing. Many times I've misclicked. Jesus Christ. So there's a storyline where basically you just run missions over. It's kind of like Dynasty Warriors. Like you fight a bunch of generic Gundams from the area that the are usually go down in one or two hits, and then you fight the boss, which are um, you know more powerful Gundams, and you you want to run through the stages many times to get all the parts. But once you get enough parts, you can just buy the rest of them from the store. So you only well, need okay, like, I think three of them. Yeah, so you only need like three of them. So there's also a thing called Bounty Hunter, 
where basically you you take uh, you take someone's creation that they've uploaded on online and their playstyle and basically play fight against a uh, virtual version of their character or their Gundam in this case. So like um, whatever you like the the coloring the parts and the playstyle and then you fight a computer controlled version of them and you can get their parts. So, since you keep parts even if you lose, what I did was I went into a, a bunch of missions way too high for me, hit them as many times as I could before they inevitably killed me in one hit, <laughs> took 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 their high advanced parts, and created a new character out of that that is then destroying the actual story stages in one hit each because it's way overpowered for that point of the game. Christ. I don't think I was supposed to do it. I don't think I was supposed to do it like that. You'd think they'd have some fucking like things put in place that you couldn't like fucking use that tech. No, I think I think they were just I think it's just ba- it was built on the uh, assumption that you'd be playing it when the game first came out before anyone finished the game and uploaded really strong end game things to the thing. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like it's like in Pokemon if you uh, you do a random trade and you get like and somebody just happened to toss in a level hundred something at the start of the game that will pretty much crush everything for the rest of the game for you. I will take your word so, on that. Yeah, that's right. You don't play that. Nope. So, and also, and also there's just, there's some very creative Gundams people have put online, like Gundam Thick, <laughs> which is basically, <laughs> it's basically, uh, oh, one of the, the, thick boy. One of the, vul- one of the bulkiest, uh, parts. Hold on. Let me find it. Let me find a, a picture. Is it spelled T H I C C? Uh, no, I don't think you're gonna find a picture of it online. Y- yeah, it is spelled that, but, but I don't think you're gonna find a a picture of that online. But like, uh, damn, that Gundam got some fucking junk in the trunk. How many people want? How many people want to fuck Gundam thick? I don't know. All right, so imagine this. So imagine this thing painted solid black with even bigger parts put on top of it. <laughs> And also wielding a giant hammer. Damn, that that's a Gundam beefy boy. Th- and that is Gundam Thick. Yeah, somebody wants to fuck that. Yeah. There's also like the Blue Eyes White Dragon Gundam. <laughs> which is like, you know. <laughs> did a lot of people has, did a lot of people download it, then once they actually get their hands on it, they go, oh wait, this thing is actually kind of mid-tier and not that great. Probably, yeah. It wasn't that great. Fucking blue eyes, white dragon. It was just—it was like a Gundam with like the, the dragon, a dragon backpack, and it like painted in blue eyes, white dragon colors. <laughs> so, oh god, there's that's like, dumb. There's like there's like Gundam Valkyrie, which is like the the noble Gundam from G Gundam, which is like kind of female shaped, like given a cape and a spear. It's it's quite it's quite creative the things people have come up with. Yeah, sure. I'm waiting to see if someone comes up with a Gundam Metal Gear. <laughs> because there is a weapon in the game that's a nuclear launcher. Okay then. I haven't I haven't gotten there yet, but if not, I'll try I'll try to create that when I'm when I'm done uh, crushing the story mode with my overpowered thing that I made from parts that Because yeah, they really they really should have done the whole like hey, you get to keep your parts even if you lose cuz like I didn't have a prayer against these guys, but I could still hit him long enough to knock off a part or two. 
So replay that like 10 times and I can make a Gundam out of it. Well, that's nice. Yes. This game seems weird. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to, you have to really like your Gundam, I guess, to, to uh, be into it. And also it helps, it helps that I can't actually build Gundam models in real life because I just don't have the dexterity for it. I tried once or twice and I broke it. I have never gotten the chance to try doing that just because I haven't been able to afford one. Well, if you ever want to try, I really do. Give it a shot. I mean, well, I mean, they're like the cheaper ones are only like fifteen dollars US plus uh, whatever the things you need to construct it. Yes, but that is a US prices and b US stores. Do they sell them in Canada? Probably on Amazon. They might be a bit more expensive, but it's a matter of like I. I mean, they don't sell them in U.S. stores either, except like very rare specialty stores. I don't. That, like, I don't mean literal brick and mortar stores. I mean like oh. you can go to Amazon.com and find things for like fucking ten bucks, or then you can go to fucking Amazon.ca and find the same thing, maybe for one hundred and fifty. That seems. I didn't know the exchange rate was that bad. It's not. Oh, it's just for some reason. Some items that are for sale in America really cheaply are fucking stupid hard to come by in Canada. Well, I tell you what, if I if I find one of my Gundams that I, or, that I never tried to build because I gave up, I'll mail it to you and you can build it. I'll take it. Yeah. And you can send me a picture of it. Yep. Uh, get ready for a picture of a half-constructed leg and a lot of blood. Okay. That's better than what I've got. I couldn't even do a leg. <laughs> Yeah, you 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 punched out the stuff for the leg, then started bleeding all over it instead. No, I pulled it out and I snapped it, and I was like, "Well, I can't build this now." <laughs> well, fuck. I get. I mean, I guess I I guess I can like go on go on eBay, look for. Hey, do you have a spare leg for a Gundam Barbatos Lupus? Yeah, specifically a one, spare leg piece from one forty four model. Yeah, specifically you know piece fucking a thirteen from fucking part sheet Z. They are they are labeled like that. Yeah, of course they are. I fucking I've seen modeling kits before. The last the last couple of years, the instructions have been written in English too. So what am I going to need? Like some weird like small piece small things of pliers and a nail file. Uh, yeah, I think so. Or you can just not file them down and like, but then people will call you a scrub. You know, I'll be like, hey, guess what, fuckers? I am. Be nice to me. Maybe the reason people don't like a community is because you keep calling them scrubs where they don't do exactly what you do, fuckers. It could be. Get good, shitlords. Get good. I built this fucking robot. Now I'm going to throw it out of my goddamn window. Oh, why would you do that? That's just a, such, a, such a waste of a good robot figure. I don't know. That's like heresy. Exactly. That's like that guy who destroyed the GameCube by like tying it, tying it to the back of his car. Okay, that's why I do it. That's why I do it, to piss them off. Okay. It's, hey, I spent all this time building this fucking robot I got for free. Guess what? I'm going to throw it out my goddamn window into traffic, fuckers. Take that, you weeb assholes. Anyway. So, Anything else yeah. about Gundam Breaker? Um, what's the Break Edition, which means it has the DLC. <laughs> which came for it. Well, I mean, it's... At the cost of buying a full price game when their actual game is a lot cheaper, but yes, as the DLC, which is mostly just random things and also stuff from Iron Blooded Orphan season two, 
because that was the uh, I guess that was the current game that came out. Like the box art has like Barbatos on it, which I guess is because Iron Blooded Orphan Season One was like the thing they were pushing at the time. Yeah. So, and then the DLC is the first one from Season Two. I so. didn't get super into Season Two of Iron Blooded Orphans, which is a shame. I oh, actually really like that show. Oh, Season Two is terrible. <laughs> I mean, you didn't miss anything. Okay, season, then. Se- season two was so bad it kind of retroactively ruined the show. Oh, wow! Just, just like just like Gun of Sea Destiny, but wow. I mean, if, if you want, if you if you want me to rant about this, uh, have me a guest star on the anime podcast. I don't want to get into it here. I'll be here for hours. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that is shocking. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so I'm I'm taking my uh, my digital gunpla because I can't build them in real life, and I'm smashing up little children's toys. Yeah, take that, kinda bad. take that, you I fucking seven-year-old. I'm going to steal this shit your mom bought, you fucker. I feel kind of bad about that now. <laughs> thanks thanks for uh, pointing it out to me like that. I'm doing Lord's work here. Yeah. Got to show oh. you that all your anime shit is garbage. Yeah. Oh, one other thing I'd like to point out. The entire game is blocked from PS4 share. <laughs> just like Persona 5. And just like all other Gundam games, because Bandai Namco is very protective of that. Yeah, so they, fucking Japanese companies are real goddamn weird about that shit. No, no, they just they don't like they don't they really don't like it when people stream stuff from games. Like they do their best to make it as difficult as possible. Yeah, but again, it, they're real weird about that shit because a they are like that, but b they also only block the in console thing. Like they don't block you for fucking act, like they don't block you from actually streaming it. I'm pretty sure they can't actually block that. Yeah, fucking copyright like, strikes. Ki- well, I mean, copyright strikes, but I mean, they can't physically block the device from from not re- recording something from a uh, external recorder. No, they can't do that. But if you were like fucking, the, like the they can stop you from streaming it from the device. They can't stop you from streaming it. Period. Yeah. Which is just like this weird saying- thing because anybody who would stream it has the setup to stream it. I think I think they're just making it like harder for like people to people that don't have a dedicated setup to do it. Yeah, they're making it harder for fucking like dudes who are like, hey, I really like this game, but I'm not really a streamer, but I kind of want to show people this cool game. So they're like, nope, too bad. Yeah, fuck you, fuck your marketing. What you want to show this game to your friends so people will buy it? Fuck you. No, yeah, you're a goddamn filthy pirate hooker. I mean, it's it's Gundam. They kind of assume, well, if you're a Gundam fan, you'll buy it, and if not, nothing we can really do will make you. I mean, it's I mean, there's really nothing about the game I could. I could sell to anyone who doesn't like Gundam. I mean, unless I, I guess I could sell it to bullies. Like, hey, you want to want to role play? It's like yo, you want to play? You want to role play? It's like you want to play? You want to role play beating up children and taking their toys? Word. I mean, I guess that's a good way to sell it. <laughs> I'll have to. I'll have to. I'll have to. Uh, yeah, head, head, I'll, have to, I'll have to suggest that. Yeah, head to the playground and find the seven year old that's vaping. And then say, yo, you want to fucking play a video game where you beat people up with robots? Then steal their robot bits because they're fucking it's, nerds. Yeah, take that. Take this game I got from Southeast Asia. But it's in English. Uh, That's right, though. The next Gundam Breaker is getting an English release officially, so. Well, that's nice. Just like Gundam Versus did. Uh, is there anything to say about Gundam 3 now? Uh, the, not about this game, but I would like to go back to the thing I brought up last time for... One moment. Okay. The uh, the Trails of Cold Steel three. Oh, good. Just because just just because we brought up the share feature. Because guess what? 
What? That that game is actually the share feature is actually like specifically programmed so it only blocks out specific spoiler scenes while letting you free stream the rest of the game. <laughs> Which means they could easily do that if they wanted to. So when they say, oh, we don't want people streaming it because of spoilers, that's a big lie. Oh, God. Yeah. Because the, o- the, two- the only scenes blocked in Cold Steel 3 are the last 10 minutes of the ending and, like, one major scene midway through where, like, you know, shocking stuff happens. Otherwise, like, the rest of the game, sure, you could show people playing it. That's fine. Oh, God. These fucking companies. So... Whenever, so whenever they say spoilers, and that's why they they block the save feature because they don't want the spoilers from the end of the game. They're lying because you could easily set it to just not to just block that and nothing else. I remember the new Ratchet and Clank game. Whenever it would go over to movie footage, the big fucking thing saying sharing features have been disabled pops up. Yeah, and then as soon as the movie footage ends, and it's like, oh, sharing features have been reactivated. Yeah. I do not understand the process, the thought process behind that, behind the decisions to put fucking movie footage in this goddamn game. Like, the game wasn't, outside of the fact that it was called Ratchet and Clank, the game wasn't really tied to the movie. It was just a Ratchet and Clank game that they then tried to force the movie shit in, so nothing worked. The story was just this fucking convoluted very choppy mess that made no real emotional sense progressing throughout throughout it. Just these two characters meet and then, hey, they're best bros helping each other out doing all kinds of shit because, you know, they're called Ratchet and Clank. That's what they do. Yep. Ugh. Anyway. So. So. Yeah, that's all I got. All right, then. So. From playing then on to news. So first up, a new Fallout game has been announced. Fallout yes. 76. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's Fallout. And that's all and that that's all that's all we know about it. Basically. But well well actually no, what we do know is that it's apparently set before even Fallout 1. Uh, like only yes, a couple uh, date on a Pip Boy uh, says that it takes place October twenty seventh, twenty one oh two. Which is only like a couple of decades from when the bombs fall in the timeline. Yeah. So that might be interesting. Yeah, uh, the game takes place in Vault 76, which is what the title refers to. Um, according to Kotaku, the game will be, quote, an online game of sort. Which some people think might be the, the equivalent to Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Which I hope not. Yeah, it's... Just looking at like pictures and stuff, um, it's honestly giving me more of like a more high budget fucking version of Fallout Shelter. Where instead of being instead of being like you bring people into your vault, it's like you join Vault 76 and it's like a cooperative survival thing. Yeah, I guess because there's no uh, post war civilization really set up yet. Yeah, it's just you hanging out in this fucking vault. I mean, I assume you'll get to go out and kill things eventually. Probably other vault dwellers. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe this is like fucking Spec Ops the line of Fallout. Could be. Is the experiment oh. is like they will just like 
slowly, like subtly alter things to just like slowly drive this one dude insane to see what happens? Uh, I think they already did that in one of the other Fallout vaults. Okay, how about okay, how about that with a child then? Because mm. there was a child's bedroom in the fucking thing. So like, hey, what if we made this kid go crazy? Just fucking Lord of the Flies this shit. Maybe. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. Fucking E3 is this weekend. So we'll fucking see there, I guess. Yes. Hopefully it's good. Yeah. Because I really liked Fallout 4 and I really liked Fallout New Vegas. And Fallout 3 was alright. I didn't. Oh, well. Not a big Fallout guy. Well, that's unfortunate for you. Yeah, us so, cool us, us cool kids will be hanging out here on the we like Fallout. Yeah, side. you cool fucking nerds. Anywho, moving right along. Uh, so that Pokemon game they were announced that they were like going to announce for the Switch that's been announced. Oh yeah, that's right. Tell them about it. So, uh, two versions of the game have been announced: uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. So it'll ascent, it's essentially a like some weird fucking console mashup of classic uh, Pokemon stuff and Pokemon Go mechanics, which is just what we need. Yeah. So apparently, it's a remake of Pokemon Level at some point. I mean, Pokemon Yellow. Mm. Which, if you've never played, I know. I assume you haven't. No, I played it. I just got like five minutes into it. Okay, well, that's the one that was based off the anime. Ugh. Where, where you start with Pikachu and run into Team Rocket occasionally. Well, fucking great. So, um... So, yeah, with this, um, you will be you'll be into the game. Um, the, one of the big selling points is, like, hey, you can play it with only one hand. So you break off one of the Joy-Cons. You have that. Um, move around as regular. Fight Pokemon as regular. Um... The one of the one of the biggest changes is that there aren't really random encounters anymore, because in the tall grass you can actually see the random encounter Pokemon in the grass, like Pokemon Go. Yeah, so you can go in there, fight them uh, in order to get the Pokemon, in order to actually like throw a Pokeball at them. You do the throwing motion with the Joy-Con. Uh, they're actually selling a special separate peripheral that is a Pokeball that you can sync up that has a that has like a joystick in it. So you move around and play with that, do all the other stuff, and then when you're ready to really fucking catch Pokemon, you f- fake throw the fake Pokeball. You can even fucking take your Pokemon out from the game, bring it into the Pokeball, and walk around like Pokemon Yellow. There'll also be co-op with, with one person on each Joy-Con thing. Uh, Yeah. Oh man, they took out EVs. Oh my guard. Yeah, that's that's like that's like the special training where you have to like, you know, make make sure you've been maxed your Pokemon com- correctly. Yeah. Otherwise they'll be also, inferior to, um, to another one at the same level. Oh man, they made all casual. Yeah. Also How am I for, how am I gonna beat those scrubs now? For those who care, uh the game, according to the trailer, is gonna be set in the Kanto region from Pokemon Red, Blue, Green, and Yellow. And I'll be featuring the original 151 Gen 1 Pokemon. And that's it? Apparently. Oh, great. 
I mean, they are some of the best, but still. Yeah, it's rolling things back to the start so that they can try out new mechanics so that people don't freak the fuck out too hard. Hope they don't DLC the other ones in. Yeah, that would be disgusting. That's probably what's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, probably. He's like, hey, get the fucking, like, get the Emerald and Sapphire fucking DLC in order to unlock this region to get these new Pokemon. But then if you buy all of them, you unlock the special fucking missing number region or whatever. Anyway. Man, this is going to screw up the anime real bad. Yeah. So there's like no generation eight now. Yep. So that Maybe game they'll finally out. cancel it. Maybe they'll finally cancel it. So that game is coming out November hope. 16th. So those two games are coming out November 16th of this year. That's about right. That's when the Pokemon games usually come out. Yep. And finally, uh, we got a trailer and release date for Code Vein. A new game from Bandai Namco that is a Dark Souls-like. And it is coming out in the middle of a very crowded release schedule. So it is coming out September 28th uh, for PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Uh, and coming out after Dragon Quest XI, the new Spider-Man game, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and the Spyro Trilogy remake. Well, I hope they're... Uh have confidence in it. I was banned on Amco. Great. That means the whole game will be blocked. Yeah. So, no, I hope, hope they're not playing on share playing it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the, the game has been dubbed, um, by a lot of people as anime dark souls. Uh, it is set in, I think like a post apocalypse where vampires are taking over the world. Sounds fun. And everybody has like Tokyo ghoul masks. Oh, yeah. That's definitely anime. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It's fucking. They're turning like Dark Souls. Fucking. Okay. One of the, one of the things, like, yeah, this game won't have an easy mode. Fucking thanks, there's no, dude. There's no easy mode in Dark Souls. You get good or you get dead. Yeah, you fucking pussy. What do you, what do you, why do you want to add a fucking easy mode to Dark Souls, you fucking communist? Get good, you scrubs. You fucking SJW cuck lord fuck. Something racist? I don't know. All right, let's not get too let's not get too crazy here. Yeah, so that game is coming out, like I said, um, September twenty eighth. After all of that shit, huh? Yeah, so we'll see how it does. I mean, it doesn't look that bad. Yeah, it doesn't. But come on. Come on, dude. Come on, what? That game's going to get fucked. Well. Anywho. That's for news. On any releases. So for this week, the week of June 5th, we have Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn. Dun, dun, dun. Remember that joke game, Shaq Fu? Of course you don't. Yeah, you weren't alive. Do remember that. I remember that fucking, you already get that Indiegogo shit? Fucking people crowdfunded this thing. I'm glad all their hard work is paying off. Yeah, it was crowdfunded four years ago. Also coming out this week, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Oh, right, that game. Yes, the fighting game, there's a crossover between Blaze Blue... 
Persona and Ruby and something yeah. else. And something else. And it's not really a, much of a crossover. Yeah, no. And half the, half the roster is DLC. Yeah, I'm seeing that. Fucking. Although, although at least Blake and Yang are free because if they didn't, the Ruby crew would probably riot. Yeah, but Kanji and Naoto are paid DLC, so the Persona crew will riot. Yes. Although apparently they're going to be free for like the first two weeks. That's still fucking retarded. Yes, it is. Just put them in the game. Like the point of DLC fighters is you have your main roster, you put them up. And then uh, after a while, you release some new characters who weren't in the game already or weren't considered to be in the game already. (sighs) Anywho, all coming out this week, uh, Vampire, Uh, the new game from Don't Not Entertainment. Uh, you play as a you you play as a vampire who was also a doctor in World War One. I. I saw this. I saw when this game was announced, and I was interested, but then I never saw anything else about it. Don't nod for those who don't know. They did um, "Remember Me" and "Life is Strange." Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how the game does. It seems interesting. Uh, next week, fucking nothing. Oh, wait. Some, something else is coming out this week. Oh, what's that? War Warhammer 40k Inquisitor Martyr. Okay. It's War Warhammer game. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you want to stomp around and purge the heretics, you know, do that. Yeah. Oh, the next week, the week of June twelfth, fucking nothing. Unless you're into tennis on the Switch. Nothing at all. Or a new chapter of Higurashi. I guess not. Yeah. That's it for this week. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back at some point. More of this shit. Eventually. Yeah. When Caveman's back, it might be longer. Yeah, maybe. Until then, though, I'm dead. And I'm Alex. We will see you guys next time.